Wow, is it nice to see the children here. How are you all? Thanks so much for being here. Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, I'm honored that you would be, we all are honored that you would be here with us tonight. That you would come and, and uh, spend this hour with us. Um, we've been talking through um, a lot of things, and I thought this evening we would, um, we would just kind of um, touch the base of, of of some of the things that we've been talking about and not to get too deep within it, just to kind of have a, a, a time of relaxation amongst one another. We've been talking about the book of Acts, and we've been taking a look at um, how the church started. And, and if and this doesn't pump your heart, I don't know what does. This does mine anyways, just to see people come together like this. And and as we saw that the... the the church and the people within the church were to be devoted to one another, continually devoted to the things of God, that is, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship with one another, communion and prayer. I've said this so often, I'm sure you're going, there he goes again. But we really need to understand what a church is all about. We need to understand so that we can, we can be what God would want all of us to be within the church. This morning we explained a little bit about the birth of of the Savior, we talked in the book of Matthew how he was uh, born, and we talked of the um, the importance of his name. It says within the book of Matthew that that Mary, the the mother of Jesus Christ, would be with a child. She would bear a son, and you would call his name Jesus, because the prophets of old said, it, "For it is he, he who would come and and save." His people from their sin. It goes on to say that you should call His name Emmanuel. That was a quotation out of the book of Isaiah. The 7th chapter, the 14th verse, that Isaiah said, God will give us a sign. Behold, a young maiden will give birth to a son. And you shall call His name Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. And so we talked about that this morning. We talked about the importance of this time of the year and what it, it means to every single one of us who name the name Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior. Well, I, ta- I saw a verse that I thought I would um, talk about tonight. It's, it's out of Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, we saw in the seventh chapter... God makes a reminder that he would give forth a child born of a a virgin, naming him Emmanuel, God with us. And this, this child, this baby in the manger grew up, as we all well know. He grew up to do things that only God could do. He healed people of every, of every concern. He raised people from the dead. He walked on water. He calmed the sea. He did everything for one purpose, and one purpose only, and that was so that you and I would take a look at him and say, this person is unique. I need to know more about him. This one, called Jesus, is unique. And so he did all of these things so that we would listen to him. We would hear him say, I and the Father are one. We would hear him say, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and nobody comes to the Father but through me. We'd hear him say the wonderful things that he said. 
within Scripture so that we would listen and pay attention so that hopefully our hearts might be knit with His. He grew up saying this, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He waits on high to have compassion on you. Because it says the Lord is a God of justice. He is one who will bless those who long for Him. There's a story about Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew, the 20th chapter, that isn't really Christmassy, except it, it shares the wonders of this time of the year. It shares the wonders of this, this, this Savior whom we've fallen in love with, who wants to be gracious to us, who wants to have compassion on us. He was in a city called Jericho. Jericho was noted for many things. One thing that it was noted for was Jericho had a certain plant that when people had trouble with their seeing, they would go there in hopes that this plant, the salve of the plant, might help their eyesight. Therefore, there were many blind people outside of Jericho. Jesus Christ, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 20, starting with verse 29, was leaving Jericho, and it said, as normal, a large crowd was following after him. We learn for many reasons why they followed him. Number one, they fell in love with him. Never heard anyone speak like he spoke. Number two, he fed them. Number three, he healed them, made them well. As he is coming out of Jericho, and all of these people are following after him, it says in the 30th verse of Matthew chapter 22, blind men were sitting by the road, not uncommon. They heard that Jesus Christ was passing by, and so they cried out. And the word cried out in the Greek there means that they, like a woman in, in labor... <laughs> Ladies, you'll understand us. Men, we don't. We think we know pain. We don't know pain. But it's like a woman crying out in labor. Lord, they cried out. Have mercy on us, they cried out. Son of David, they cried out. In stating what they stated, they stated that they had a, a strong understanding of who this one, Jesus Christ, is. The very line of David, the very Messiah that would come to this earth. Have mercy on us. Here's what's interesting. In that scenario where these two gentlemen are, are crying out for the Lord, can't see Him, they just hear the crowd, knowing He must be somewhere nearby. It says in verse 31, the crowd sternly told them, be quiet, be quiet. But it says they cried out all the more. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. We are told in the next verse that Jesus Christ heard them and stopped. He said He called to them and said, What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? A reasonable question. You think the, uh, the answer is obvious, is it not? What do you want me to do for you? And they said, Lord, we want our eyes to be opened. We want to be able to see. 
It says moved with compassion. Moved with compassion. It said Jesus Christ touched them both. Touched them both. And they regained their eyesight. And it says they followed him. There's a lot about that. Number one, we're not told why they were yelling out. We're not told exactly why the crowd sternly said, be quiet, be quiet. There must have been a lot of noise. But the way the crowd asked them sternly to be quiet, it seems to me that they were saying, hush, you don't belong here. And I thought about that for tonight. There are some of you that are here because you've been dragged here. <laughs> if you didn't come, you weren't eating with the family tonight. <laughs> and so you're here, and you're saying, if this is what it's like, I ain't coming back. Too crowded. <laughs> and you might be saying, or someone might be saying to you, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. If we knew the way you had lived the last year or the few months, you'd say to yourself, man, am I a hypocrite? Am I a hypocrite being here? I say to you, don't you dare listen to that voice. Don't. Rather, listen to what Jesus Christ is saying to your heart right now. He is saying to you, He wishes to have compassion on you. He is saying to you that He wishes to be gracious to you. You see, God always hears our cries that no one else hears. Regardless of what others might think of us or, or even more, regardless of what we might think of ourselves. God wants to have compassion on us. He wants to be gracious to us. In the book of Second Chronicle, there was a king of Israel. His name was Hezekiah. He desired to have the people that he ruled to come back to worship God. They had kind of scattered. And so he made an edict out to the people saying, Come, come back. Let us worship our God. And they had been worshiping other gods. They had forsaken the God of Abraham the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, they had forsaken their God. And so Hezekiah says, come back, come back, let's worship. They felt ill-equipped. Hezekiah says these words, may the Lord God pardon every one of us. May the Lord God be gracious to those of us who prepare our hearts to seek after him. You see, the essence of Scripture is this. All of us who know the Lord can tell you this is true. The Lord's not so concerned about our past. He's concerned more about our future and our present. He's concerned about who we are right now and what we hope to become. He wants to be compassionate to you regardless of your past. He wants to be gracious to you regardless of what others might think of you or worse, what you might think of yourself. Our God is a gracious God. Our God is a compassionate God. 
He wants to bless those of us who seek after him. Short and sweet. When baby cries, we're done. (laughs) Short and sweet this. Don't let this wonderful season go by. Don't let the love that you sense in your families, don't let the, the compassion that you have for one another within your own families, don't let this time go by without seeking after the Lord. Cry out to Him like those two blind men on the road to Jericho. Cry out. Ask Him. Ask Him for something special. He wants to bless you. Michelle, how beautiful. You are just absolutely adorable. Our God says these amazing words in Jeremiah as I close. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for welfare, not for calamity. Plans to give you a future. Plans to give you a hope. Then he says, you will call upon me, and you will come, and you will pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Like those two blind men on the road to Jericho, don't stop yelling out. Don't stop crying out for the Lord. Tell him what you want. He longs to be gracious to you. He waits on high to have compassion on you. He wants to bless those of us who long for him. On behalf of the Rock Community Church, on behalf of the the people that put all this together, don't you dare come out of here tonight telling me thank you for all that I did. I did nothing, nothing, I did nothing. The staff put all this together. The staff scurried around. If you want to thank any of them, thank them. No, no, let's thank the Lord. Have a very Merry Christmas. You need to know I love you with all my heart. Cannot tell you how much I love you folks. It's nice to see you all here tonight. We're three minutes early. Let's pray. (laughs) Dear Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the fact that you are a compassionate and loving God. We thank you that you are a God that is gracious and longs, absolutely longs to hear from us. Even though the crowd was trying to quiet down those two men who were blind, they kept yelling out, Lord, Lord, have mercy on us. I say to those of you here, don't stop crying out for the Lord. He will hear you, and he'll answer your prayers. And so, Father, bless all these dear young people that are seated here in this front row. God bless them all. Watch over them, please, dear Father. Love them special. And thank you for the families that are here that represent all these young people. Bless us as we go from here. We will give you the thanks, and we will praise you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I do love you all. Merry Christmas. There's refreshments outside. Thank you for being here. God bless you.